Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Nintendo! Come on, right, keep going. Mamma mia! The best is Bowser. He's just like. Pa pa pa. 
I like it. Have you seen uh, the... I'm a warrior. I'm gonna win. So, uh, the... They had, like, this kids' show in Japan with with puppets with Cat Mario and Cat Peach called Neku Neku Mario Time. Yeah. Every once in a while, they have a Bowser puppet that comes on, and it's sort of used as a tutorial voice. Like, he patches these schemes to catch Mario, and then they cut to video of Mario dodging or jumping or ducking or whatever. He's like, Suke! What? From IGN's offices in San Francisco, welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of December 17th, 2014, our last show of the year, and it has been quite a year, in fact. Joining me this... Well, first of all, I'm your host, Jose Otero, and joining me this week, Brian Altano. What's up? The great barapper himself. Damn right. After a Louis, uh, an Amiibo breakdown of sorts. We're actually recording this uh, show in a Target parking lot. Jose <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, keeps banging oh, man, on the doors. Oh, I keep calling inside to see if they have any more Amiibos. Yep. It's a problem. Yeah. We're stake- it's a stakeout for the sh- for the shipment truck, right? It's a problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also joining us, our fellow compatriot in the Amiibo hunt, Pear Schneider. Welcome. Yeah. How, <laughs> How are you doing? doing? Yeah, this Amiibo thing has taken a toll. Yeah, I guess we should start with stories there then. And I'm sorry if you're tired of hearing about Amiibo, but we're not tired of talking about Amiibo. Sure. Am, am I allowed to read your, your conversation from yesterday? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you're not. <laughs> I, I was driving and I kept on getting text after text like, bring, bring. Me and Brian, the alliance was tested yesterday, perhaps. It was yeah. almost like like Yoko Ono had arrived and you guys were breaking up. Yeah, that yeah, was the end yeah. of the, the NBC Beatles for a moment there. Yeah, for a moment. <laughs> Yoko being Luigi. <laughs> yeah, Luigi. But we're back. We're, we're fine. No, but it's the, the experience has been funny for me, just having this collector's bug, which Brian has so eloquently talked about. That, yep. You know, you kind of want them all, even if in some cases you can't have them all. And, and, and by the I way, when you have a lot of them, they you kind feel, of, like, you don't really use them. Yeah, right? you feel yeah. like, what did I just buy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going through all phases of this. Like, the, the collectors, like, want and need to then the buyer's remorse of what am I doing with you know, 14 or 14, 15 Amiibo or what have mm-hmm. you. Um, but uh, it's just, <laughs> so I'm calling stores. And like yesterday, I called Toys R Us. Yeah. And I say, hi. Uh, so I'm calling to see if you have this product Nintendo makes called Amiibo. And I spell, I always spell it out to her, A-M-I-I-B-O. She's like, oh, yeah, what's up? And I was like, I'm looking for certain characters. So she goes to the section. So who are you looking for? I'm like, Luigi. And she says, is he blue? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's Blue Link, also known as Marth. <laughs> I was like, that's wait, Luigi. Maybe they had Marth. I, I was scared to ask because I didn't know if she would know. And then she just And then she just read off a bunch of names. And when she said Captain Falco, I was like, we'll be right there. <laughs> and I hung up. Um, but so you got this, a Captain Falcon? No, I didn't. No, Captain Turns Falco, out, the uh, you know, Captain the Austrian Falcon. musician. Yeah, that's what they have. Um, <laughs> they didn't have <laughs> whatever. They didn't have Captain Falcon. Instead, we found a cart full of. Uh, well, later that night, we found a cart full of Luigi's. Okay, so that See, was I, weird. So I have, I have some rules to amiibo hunting. Number one is I never call stores. 
Why don't you call? I don't want to call stores because then because there's there's a human on the other end of that, and the the problem becomes real. You just don't like asking people, right? Like you you've like, got the you've got so that guy thing where like I even would, if you're lost, you won't ask. It's a little more than that because it even applies the way he plays video games. He won't play co-op games with us online either. I just want to talk to people. You just don't want to talk to him. Yeah, That's know. right. We've never played together. Yeah, I don't do that. What so is that about? I don't know. I put my voice out enough here. But so here's the thing. So when Mario Kart Super Circuit came out for the GBA, right? I. <laughs> I straight up stalked GameStop and Toys R Us. I would call them up like every 45 minutes for like Super a circuit? week. Yeah. Because okay. I just wanted I wanted a new Mario Kart and I had the GBA and I was huh. like, this is great. So I got I called up so much that they started recognizing my voice. So I started inv- inviting friends over. And they're like, is and this ha- Brian? Yeah, and I put them on the phone and I'd be in the background and be like, no, no, the Super Circuit, not Mario, not the other Mario. <laughs> and be like, Hold on, you have no Super Circuit. And he's like, I hear him back there. <laughs> so that became a problem for me. So I got, I had to stop doing that. So rule number one is I don't call stores. All right, I'll find out if they have inventory online, or I'll walk in myself and look around. Rule number two, I don't go to the same store twice in one day. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the problem. Then you start getting recognized by the dude who worked the same shift twice in a day. Uh-huh. You get him at the top of the morning and you get him in the afternoon. But, you, but, you, but do you go every day then? Once a day? Maybe. Will you pass this? If you're if, going to Target once a no, day? No, if I'm walking by and I see one, maybe, but I'm not going out of the you way. You don't walk by and see them? There's no display, no window or anything? I know, you gotta walk in. You go in there looking for something else? Is that how Do you, you lie to yourself? you peek in, like, this? when it's, like, the second time for the day? Like you peek No, because this, like, this is not like the right. 80s where they have the storefronts where I could put my hand against oh. the glass. And <laughs> That's what I was imagining. That would be a great visual. Yeah. I would like that. Rule yeah. number three, I never pay more than $30 for Amiibo. This is a, this is a tough one, and this is what happened the other day. This is what I realized, time is money. So you said just like I said last week, you've been refreshing the Target Rosalina pre-order I have it page open right? right now on my laptop. Okay, yes. how many times do you think you've done that? Probably four times in one workday. Four times in a workday. Yeah. So I probably did it a hundred times. Wow. Yeah. That's, just, just like I can't, I can't live like that. How do you live like that? When I was waking up in the middle of the night, I woke up in the middle of the night the other day, and I was like, "Let me check my phone to see if any any of this is going down." Do you like like sweat bathed? You're like, <laughs> like you wake up, you're like Rosalina. I'm shaking my wife. I'm like, my wife's like, who the hell's Rosalina? Like Rosalina's dancing in your dreams. Going, Don't worry about it. Go. He felt let the disturbance go. in the retail force. <laughs> so I said to myself Rumble. the other day, I was like, "All right, if you, let's say hypothetically, I was to put five cents or ten cents in a jar every time I thought about this thing, then I would have enough money to import a Rosalina." Right? Yeah. So I just bit the bullet and I went on Play Asia and I imported it from there. And from here on out, that's it's crazy. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> Why is that minute? crazy, Pear? <laughs> yeah, I did that too. <laughs> so I'm the only one who's going to try and get it the legit way because I have a full I'll, English set that I'm not open. I'll get it both ways. I'll try. But it's like I just can't live with the thought that there might be one from the set that I can't get. Yeah, me too. And these exclusives are killing me. And I have a couple of stories to tell. To oh, good. I'm, I want to hear my some hunt of these. for the exclusive ones. Yours are really for good. For pre-order. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's hear some horror stories. Yeah, let's hear yours. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, Jose hooked us up with Luigi. Yeah. Like, uh, even though they were <laughs> some like nasty words <laughs> flying between uh, between Jose and Brian a there. A little bit. Um, I just like the, to remind Brian I can poke back. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, I love him. He he did he did come through and, and get us some. So, yeah, thank you very much. All right. Um, so now we're still hunting. I'm still hunting for Diddy Kong and Captain Falcon. And yeah. then, of course, we, pre-orders. And, and for Pitt. It. Yeah. And so I went 
in my, I live up in Marin County, which is north of San Francisco. There are four stores pretty close by, uh, like Best Buy, Target, Toys R Us, and GameStop. Pretty, pretty close together. It's just a couple minutes drive each. And so, you know, I hit them all. On the way home, <laughs> which is terrible because traffic is insane, so it takes me like two well, hours. I'm also yeah. texting you if I found something at a Toys yeah. R Us going, hey, Pear, they might have it because yeah, I saw we, this. we got the network going. So yeah, we do. So first, you know, like I'll, I'll do the run. I'll go into uh, Best Buy and, you know, no offense to anybody who works at Best Buy, but like Best Buy is – our Best Buy is notorious for not putting stuff on shelves that they have. So you always have to ask a guy. Then they don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the Best Buy guy, basically, he's like, oh, yeah, there's a new shipment of stuff came in, but uh, we're not going to put that out till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that's the, the end of the story, this right? Is the like, stone guy. Yeah, no, the stone guy is at Toys R Us. I'll get okay. to that. In a second. So, <laughs> Toys R Us was the next one. They have they have all the core ones. They don't have Samus or anything. They have all the core normal the, ones. The the commons, the as commoners. they're being <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. Is that a thing? The commons, so, yeah. So your Pikachu's, your Kirby's, and Links and Mario's and yeah. so forth, right? And then they have a ton of Zelda. So mm-hmm. one wave two that is only I can only always see there, but I already have Zelda, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. If you guys need Zelda, let me know. I got Zelda. So walk in. <laughs> it smells like pot first of all and this is a toy store Toys R Us walk in there's a mom standing in front of the Amiibos she goes can you explain what the heck this is and what this does because I was looking at them she's like I'll ask that I, I would ask that guy but I think he's high <laughs> she's and talking like, about the store associate the store associate and, and it reeked like pot and yes that guy was high like I talked to him the next day um, and he was still high so it was amazing so I explained it to her and of course they didn't have any um, but then I go to the counter and I want to Hold pre-order back, back up how yeah. did you how did you explain that what amiibos do because it's not a lot well he she i she she first of all she wasn't sure if they had a wii or wii u okay i said the one with the tablet display she's like oh yeah yeah that's the one right like again reminder not everybody's that savvy and then she's like do you need these i mean i was gonna just grab some i'm like what games are you gonna use them for she's like i don't know what games we have i'm like well you should get smash brothers she's like is it good and so yeah i basically sold her a copy of smash brothers i'm like just Take two amiibos if you have two kids. Don't go crazy because mm-hmm. you know where that leads to. Yep. I was yeah. like shaking. My hand was shaking because I yep. you know, needed my amiibo fix. Anyway, explain to her. <laughs> I went to the counter. I wanted, what's the, uh, the Toys R Us exclusive is, uh, is um, uh, Lucario, right? Yes. Yeah, which yeah. is, by the way, they, they got the most popular one, obviously. Yeah. Mainstream popular one, right? So um, I was looking around. Uh, is it Lucario? It is Lucario. Yeah, it's Lucario. Yeah, Yeah, so I I went to the pre-order counter. I said, hey, you know, I noticed this. uh, It's sold out online for pre-order, but can can I pre-order in stores? And they're like, oh, um, you should um, go to the baby section in the back. (laughs) I kid you not. She said, you should go to the baby section. I thought she was trying to insult me. But apparently, <laughs> Mission it's like accomplished. the baby's registry. So then I tried to pre-order it. They spent like 20 minutes trying to work out the computer. Couldn't pre-order it. Said, oh, we don't even know how many we're going to get. And that's like next year anyway. Uh, Are you going to tell the Target's version of that story? Then I went to Target and I wanted to target uh, uh, to pre-order the Target exclusive. And the guy looked at me and Which said. Which is, wait, is Ros- Rosalina. Rosalina. Yeah. And the Target guy in the electronics department, Target, yeah. right? The Target guy said, we take pre-order for video games, not for dolls. <laughs> <laughs> he texts me this on Saturday or Sunday, and I cannot. Stop. And that's before we started this unified thread where the three of us now yeah. all like share our plans over what we're doing. And you and then and then Pear tore down an entire rack of games, and he said. They're figures, not dolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you're never ready for that kind of stuff. I figured, no. you know, like, he wasn't trying to be insulting. He was just like, it yeah. didn't make sense to him that somebody wanted to pre-order, you know, the girl from... Uh, uh, Frozen. From, from Frozen, Frozen yeah. Elsa, yeah. So, uh, 
No, but I wasn't ready for it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but they had they had like three figures. It looked like somebody had raided the place. So, uh, needless to say, like I I didn't find anything on that way. Stopped by at GameStop, walked in. None of the new ones on store shelves. Was about to walk out. I'm like, you know what? Don't be like Brian. Talk to the guy. So I went to the counter. I'm like, did you did you get any of the new uh, new amiibos? And he's like, oh no no none came in. Like I'm like. For example, Little Mac, he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that one we got. I'm like, Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, he's like, Hold on a second. Then he went, like, you know, he went into the wizard's trunk behind (laughs) the counter and, like, he came back. He's like, Oh, yeah, there are a couple here. The wizard's. So he didn't have any of the others, but, like, that's a reminder for everybody. Don't just walk in, look through the window, and, you know. So, what I've been doing is the. I I do the. the it was that you know that Simpsons gif of of Grandpa Simpson where he walks into the house he puts on the hat and takes off the hat and walks out. I've been doing that at GameStop. Where I walk in the Amiibo section's right there. I walk into GameStop on Market Street and I know a bunch of those dudes there. A bunch of the people that work there they love they love IGN they love NVC they used to come up at noon. Um, and I would I walk in I look at the Amiibo rack and I walk out the door. Nice. <laughs> it's a four second shopping. They all trip. just lean over each other. Don't worry, he just does that every day. But so but like I, you know I think inventory wise your your best shot. It's always GameStop. I think they they just get a lot more than most stores. Toys R Us seems to be getting and, them first, though, and they're knowledgeable, right? Yeah. Like you call GameStop, they're gonna know what you're talking about. They're not gonna say, "Do you want the Blue Link?" Right? Like okay. they they will know, <laughs> and they they can look up what's in stock quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas like at some of the more general stores, man. Uh, it's really difficult to, to, I mean, calling, just getting somebody to pick so, up. So well. two things real quick. The, the reason we're doing all this, or I know me personally, besides the uh, you know unequivocal misunderstanding of addiction that I have with yeah. plastic figurines based on children's You're scratching characters. your neck earlier. Why we'll not? Continue. Um, <laughs> is that I pre-ordered all of these on Amazon, and Amazon... Didn't come through. Amazon has like they haven't updated. They haven't shipped anything. I get an email well, from you them got every one, now right? and then. You got I, got, I, got, I got little Mac on Monday. See, I pre-ordered mine. Never got it. And no, not even yeah. a. You don't even get an email or anything, no. right? Yeah. And this led to a bigger discussion you and I had, where you were like, "The pre-order doesn't mean anything." It doesn't that's mean anything why, anymore. You know, you're kind of panicking. You had admitted to me yeah. over where you're going to get these, or if you see them in stores, just pick them up for me. I'll cancel the pre-order. And, and Amazon updated their pages, right? Like, they updated yeah. the pages, but it sounds like they didn't update the consumer, like with an email, just. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, due yeah. to some shipping things and some, some yeah. Nintendo, some, some, you know what I mean? Like just a heads up of some kind. They're usually, so, I mean, customer service at Amazon is usually really good. It's right? usually like excellent. They, yeah, it's a I've lot never of had problems with them. Walmart like, keeps sending me an email every couple of days saying, uh, you know, one of your figures got pushed back, and I have to click, <laughs> go to the page, sign in. I'll see the order. Pit uh-huh. is like next year. Mm-hmm. Captain Falcon is like the day before Christmas, yeah. which yeah. I don't. I'm, I might not even be here. I'm just like, oh. So I do think that that's great. like part <clears> of the appeal of all. All this is that I I genuinely think this is really fun. It's like, Easter, man. It's, it's, it's like Easter. Easter. It's, it's insane and it's difficult, but it's it's just kind of fun to get it. I'm like, sta- I was standing at a train station in the rain last night with this little umbrella, and I got a text from Jose, and he's like, oh, I, I got two Luigi's, but I promised one for myself and one for my other friend. And I was like, texting Perro on the same email thing, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, he's cut out of the train. <laughs> I'm seeing like the scene from Totoro in my head where it's like standing in the rain with a little leaf over his head. So, so one thing I have not admitted is I have a network of people helping me find wow. these things. I have a friend who uh, works retail. 
retail at Costco, but he knows people at Toys R Us, so mm-hmm. he's helping me find things. I have another friend of mine who uh, he lives in Emeryville, so when I heard that the Toys R Us in Emeryville had it, you got an uncle that works uh, in Nintendo. She was super. His wife was super nice enough to go actually out to the store in the rain yeah, on the and bus, right? On the bus, and we had her umbrella, which was even worse. You sent the woman terrible. on the bus. He did. I not in and, the rain with no Bianca, umbrella. If to you're get listening, you a... thank you so much. <laughs> but so no, I I owe these people favors, man. But the Luigi came through. Is all I'm. But saying. here's my biggest problem with all of this, and I was telling you guys this yesterday. My biggest problem with amiibo hunting is that it has gotten all of us back into these stores that I told myself I would never go to again. I have no reason to ever go to a Best Buy ever again for the rest That's of my life. That's not true. You might need a TV one day. Yeah. You're going to buy a TV online? Don't you want to see it in person? No. I, by the way, it totally worked. I picked up a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy oh, really? on Blu-ray, and I brought my kids to Toys R Us, and they bought themselves freaking Nerf guns. I buy I buy they everything online. They don't now. even come with you to the Amiibo section. They're like, oh, no. yeah, go, whatever. They're like, no, but especially when the Toys R Us ladies say go to the baby section, they're like, all right, we're out. <laughs> and I say especially not a TV. I want to read like a thousand reviews on TVs before I pick out okay, the right one. Okay, but you one. still yeah. go to the store and look at it like a no. post. You don't, you don't go to the... T- really? No, I read reviews. And if the reviews are good, then I, I know what's good. I don't always trust reviews because I don't know if the person... I really align with that opinion or not. Well, the, the problem with reviews is the type of people who write reviews are crazy. <laughs> This I mean, I've true. gotten hundreds of things online. I never write reviews. Side note, that's a tangent. But this has got me back in Targets. It's got me back in GameStops and Best Buys and looking at these stores. And I like, get recognized. That's, have you been recognized? Yes, yeah, so that's I, the well, other the GameStop problem. thing. I, I got recognized in Emeryville at every store I went to. That's the and other I was problem. Like, oh my god, I feel like a like. I don't even know how to feel about this. And it's it also like bizarre. it's been raining well, you hate a lot. It. <laughs> exactly why. <laughs> they were like, you need to let people tell tangents. No, really? they did. They no. Did. It's, it's been raining a lot in San Francisco, so I go in with like a leather jacket, and I'm scruffy, and I'm wet, and I just walk up to the counter, and I'm like, do you have any Amiibos? And I'm like, I don't want this. I, I, I got to get out of here. That's but why you won't talk to anyone. The whole problem with this is that it, like I have pre-ordered them, but that doesn't mean anything. Like I don't, I'm not getting emails going like, hey, this is going to arrive yeah. tomorrow. You know. No. So one by one, I find them in, re- in the real world, and I go to Amazon. On and I canceled the pre-order, so I canceled uh, Luigi. I canceled Zelda, and now I'm you know if I, I I actually had to order a backup Diddy Kong from uh, Toys R Us, which sucks. Here's the worst part about that because Toys R Us Can is I the have same it thing. If you get it, if I get if I if Amazon <laughs> updates, then you totally if, if my Amazon <laughs> thing happens today, I'm, or even tomorrow, I'll hold on to it for you. Awesome. Um, but uh, I'm I'm going away for a week on on Friday night, so I'm worried. I'm worried yeah, about these things. Yeah, but you're going things. to the source. You're going to be near a Nintendo World store. My First man. of all, hold on. Let's let's get this straight. <laughs> I'm going to New York City because I have family around there. I know. I'm not going there. Immediately, <laughs> there is a Nintendo World store in Manhattan. I'm like, go to the hell with this. I'm going to Mecca. <laughs> a likely story. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, so they haven't updated, so they're they're just going to start coming like one by one. But the Toys R Us thing is difficult because they send you this email that goes, "Your Toys R Us slash Babies R Us uh, update order has has been <laughs> received or whatever." Mm-hmm. So I get all these emails from Babies R Us now, and it's just yep. not doing much for my self esteem. Yeah, I got to tell you. No, it's, I, I hear you, man. I mean, you have much. nothing to worry about. But it's fine. a struggle out there, man. It's but, like the wire. But to our listeners, I I mean, again, this should serve as a cautionary story. story yeah, to yeah. You, you know, learn uh, from our mistakes. Th- e- if you already own some, you're already in. You're you know doomed. those because just knowing that some of them are hard to find is going to make you want to buy them. You know those pictures they have on the internet of like a it's like a before and after of somebody who yeah. got addicted to drugs. Yep. There's going to be that, but with us, and it's really? just we're going to be totally normal looking from a month ago, and then three months from now, we're we have no sleep, we're carrying all these things, and we're we've got four phones and all these receipts trying to figure out which amiibos are coming from where. You see any defective ones? 
I saw I saw the uh, I saw the like the fully break danced upside down Kirby yesterday. That was really was cool. it broken though, or was it just popped out of? No, the I think it's hard to break a Kirby. He's yeah. like a he's like so a I've seen, ball. I've seen broken ones, and I uh, I tweet them every time so, to the point that some people feel like there are so many, and I'm like, well, you know, this is toy production. Like stuff yeah. is it's sort of expected. Some are defective, but yeah. my favorite was the levitating peach. Did you see that one? That was no. my best work of art. Uh, it was that the peach was a. The the base part, the coin, had split. And so the black part was still in the plastic, but uh-huh. the rest of her was popped out. So I just angled the package until she got stuck, and she was just frozen in the air above everything else. She could do that in Mario Brothers yeah. 2. Yeah, exactly. that was, that's that a Mario Brothers shot. 2 edition. That's a, that's, a, that's a canonical move. It's the hot shot attack. <laughs> Side B. Uh, yeah, but um, no, I've, I've seen a couple of broken ones. I've seen that. I've, I, a friend of mine sent me a picture of a Fox McCloud that the purple pegs that his feet are on were out. Mm-hmm. Of the coin, they, yeah. he was just—he just fell over. He looked like he had seen the worst the, thing ever. The big thing that people are upset about is like things like Samus is always leaning. Marth has his this bent sword. My <laughs> Samus is drunk too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hear you can fix it by immersing her in warm water, and then that's what Justin Davis was Don't saying. Don't bend her back because it'll it'll she'll it'll snap break. off. Yeah. The stand will snap. But mm-hmm. if you have a leaning Samus, you can heat her gently with hot water. This is, okay, we should we got. Yeah, stop we need. Now what you need to do is blow kisses at her feet. I, if you're yeah. still here, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and collect ourselves. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about, uh, I guess, the year in review and sort of how this year sort of went. Even though we haven't really thought really hard about this, I feel like we could kind of look back on the past 12 months and you know talk about Nintendo. Yeah, we're gonna go refresh the uh, target listing for Rosalina a few more times. We'll be right back. to Nintendo Voice Chat. I am Jose Otero. I'm here with Brian Altano and Per Schneider. And it's been another year, gentlemen. I can't believe this podcast is still going. I thought we would have run it into the ground by now. Why would we do that? I don't know, but we could. (laughs) Yet we haven't. But here we are. 2014 is practically in the books. This is our last show of the year. So, you know, I thought it would be interesting to go through sort of game by game and just sort of look at Nintendo's sort of activity as a whole, like how they do, you know, and how they feel. Um, so I guess it's we, a nice break from uh, Amiibo voice chat. Yeah, the, yeah, the new name um, of the show that is po- or Amiibo anonymous. <laughs> no, she is not anonymous. anonymous. People know no. who we are. Brian yeah. wears a leather jacket though. He does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is like a dark room. And it's just okay, your voices. Yeah, what right, came out? So man? what came out? So uh, not to be forgotten, we finally got the review up in January. But in honesty, this was a December product. It was Doctor Luigi, yeah. which uh, you know I feel like sort of came and went very quickly. I feel like that game almost had Luigi. 
if, to close out the year of Luigi, I feel like it had very little staying power. Like, I feel like we never talked about it again. It just came out, we played it for a little bit, and we moved on. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I don't, there wasn't a lot to say. I had an interesting story with that game because it came out over Christmas ba- break, and I came back, and uh, my wife and I were playing video games, and that just I, I downloaded that, and she had she started playing it for the first time, and she didn't have, like, a Game Boy growing up, so she'd never played Dr. Mario, and she got hooked. And after like two or three days, I had to tell her to, to put on headphones or turn the volume off because I kept hearing this theme song over and over. Yeah. Your wife got hooked on Doctor Luigi, yeah, because his wife was also a pretty big Doctor Mario. My wife plays no video games whatsoever except for Doctor Mario. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And like, and I think because it was a communal experience where like her mom also played it with us and her sister, like they just started to get obsessed over that game. Mm-hmm. And that was it was okay to turn that game on and play it, but no other games. Mm-hmm. And they was the old this is the old version which had four player yeah split screen oh that was really freaking cool. awesome yeah and yeah, you so could send junk blocks to each other they didn't stuff. do that in this one did they no yeah. i don't think it had four player yeah it was a little expensive it was kind of interesting it, it, it totally felt like one of their like filler games you yep. know like it was just sort of like we need a release for this month how about dr luigi that's such an easy one to turn into a luigi title too yeah. so i mean fundamentally Dr. Mario, that formula still works. It's a great game. It's a very, very simple but deep puzzle game, right? Very mm-hmm. clever. Yeah. But the L-shaped pill didn't really change no. it all that much. It, it kind of, the, the one thing that was its unique spin on the surface was Luigi's the doctor this time yeah. and L-shaped pills. That was the, the sort of secondary mode with the touchscreen stuff yes. was interesting. Yeah, they also had that too. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, to me that was like, you know, it's a fun gimmick but nothing of significance. Like that's a, a perfect formula. So it's one of those things that if you mess with it too much, people get mad. And if you keep it the same, people get mad. So, All right. yep. so I can already predict the sound effect that's going to be made when I drop the next game title. The next big title was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze in February. <laughs> yeah, I thought this game was very good. You got I, really into this game. I me not so much. Yeah. Um, and, and w- which was weird because you had finished Returns and yeah. you loved it. I like 100%ed I that game. I never finished Returns. Yep. I played it and it just felt like too much of a... Uh, it felt too similar to previous Donkey Kongs for me. I wanted something a little more different. So I actually revisited this game about a month ago and played uh, about two or three more worlds past where I had stopped the last time. And it's good. I definitely got into it a little better, but it just doesn't really feel like what I'm looking for in a platformer. I, just like the physics still felt a little weird to me. And I understand why people love it. And I understand mm-hmm. why it works so well mm-hmm. uh, for people like you who you really understand it and it clicks. Um, it did. I thought, like, you know, the music is great. The, the graphics are great. The, the like, the character designs, like, the whole art direction of the game is, is really beautiful. Um, I just think that playing it as a platformer, like, I just don't prefer those physics over something like, you know, so, Super Mario 3D <clears throat> World or Mario Land admit, or anything I, like that. I wonder if I was more positive on it because I never had to finish uh, Country Returns. I wonder mm-hmm. if had I finished that mm-hmm. game, would I have had a different opinion of Tropical Freeze? Would it have felt more of the same to me? Yeah. Which it doesn't sound like that's the root of your problem, though. No, I mean, the, the stuff they did that was new wasn't really fascinating to me. Like, okay. the like Cranky Kong, I thought was, like, kind of like a, a, a whatever character. Same with... Uh, Trixie or whatever her name was. Dixie. Yeah. Dixie with the hair. <laughs> with the hair. They ran out of Kong but, names after a while. But they got rid of some of the some of the things that would grind the first game to a halt, like the stop and blow on the flowers. They did. Yeah. There's a lot more yeah. fluid. Which is great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, one of my big criticism of, of like the Sonic games has always been that you're designing a game that's all about like feeling the speed and running mm-hmm. along and then you 
put these things in that slow things down. And it's like, yeah. don't do that. Design a system where like you're picking <clears throat> items up on the go and you get this real sense of flow. And yeah. I thought this game actually did that. It, it, it did feel good. It looked good. It sounded good. Personally, I feel like the feel of the classic 2D Mario games is perfect. Like yeah. Super Mario World, even new Super Mario Brothers, like they feel so good. So sure. whenever I go to a game like this, especially games like Little Big Planet, they always feel loose by comparison. Well, Little Big Planet and, is too loose. Donkey Kong, yeah. if anything, is too the, heavy. Yeah, and this yeah. One, in this case, it's like he still doesn't stop on a dime. They're still kind of like this, you know, like with Mario, you know exactly how far you can get to the edge before mm -hmm. you fall. In this game, some of that is obscured with like grass and like sure. the way the character is shaped and stuff. And, and the animation it's, involved and he's with heavy. Yeah. And you know, there's yeah. totally ways to master those physics. There's a lot of people who, who love that game. Yeah. And you, you know, you included, obviously. Yeah, but did. to me, where that game uh, grinded to a halt was the boss fights. The boss fights were excruciatingly long. Like, okay. just see, wave and, after see, and wave. I thought and, that was fun. And on the flip side, you thought that yeah. was sort of a detractor. And that's fine. I, I totally heard that from a couple of people. They're like, man, that boss fight never ended. I'm like, I kind of like that. I like a boss fight that will go on for a while and that I have to be very careful through each phase. Now, don't get me wrong. The frustration sets in when you get killed by an attack. Mm -hmm. But I also felt like I messed that up and I mm -hmm. can do that better. Yeah, I don't I didn't know. Feel I like, like the this challenge game, of that. This game was not cheesy. You know, and no. there are many classic games too where the bosses are cheesy where like you just can't help but get, in hit, get, get hit. And this game, it's fair, but you had to show some endurance, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. So, and like sometimes you're like, okay, I kind of, I know the trick for this boss. I know how to yeah. beat him. Um do I really want to go through the motions of doing it? Yeah. Well, and it made, it's at least in my case, it made the satisfying beat-up like sequence at the end where you just absolutely wreck that boss that yeah. much more satisfying. Oh, because you're actually like, unleashing your own personal you rage. You unleash the rage <laughs> yeah. right there yeah. and mm. just take him out, including the home run swing yep. and all that. It's super I cool. I also don't think, it, I don't think it works very well in co-op. I think the game moves too quickly to play with two players at the same time. Totally. That's fair. I, I completely agree. That, I like, my fair. kids, after the initial play, never asked to play it again. Yeah. I think it was too frustrating for yeah. them. And there are some games, like the classic Goemon games, the, the 2D, like Goemon 2, um, had the perfect formula of, like, working together and splitting apart. And this one didn't quite nail that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next on the list is Yoshi's New Island, which was a, a somewhat... I want to say it was a divisive game, but maybe I'm wrong. I know I was higher on it than, than some folks. And the reason I enjoyed it as much was because I felt like it was <clears throat> it was a good remix album of what I thought Yoshi's Island was. And it didn't have to be better than the original Yoshi's Island. I looked around and saw some criticism where I felt like some people were attacking it from the standards of a game from 20 years ago. Yeah. And I just feel like, hey, that 20 that game from 20 years ago still exists. I think this does an admirable job, uh, admirable, excuse me, job of what it has. And I didn't take an issue with that. The music was terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hands that's... down, that was my least favorite thing about it and I thought the art style wasn't consistent, but <laughs> I thought the platforming aspect of it and the way levels were designed and the way enemies were tossed into it, it felt really good to me. Well, so there's a there's a pretty good game in there, but you have to get through a lot before it happens. There's about like there's a couple of worlds where it's just it's a baby crawl. To the, the first goal, world you know? is, like, is a baby. The first crawl. few, honestly, to me, felt well, like too just picked up yeah, a little bit. But yeah. it, it 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 took a while to sort of find its bearings. I think the problem was that they didn't just call it like you know Yoshi's Fuzzy Land or you know Yoshi's Wonder Ball or it's, some garbage like that. They it, they said you know Yoshi's Island. So. It's Yoshi's story too, though. What it really yeah. is, it is a little bit. It, it's not as easy and as kiddy as Yoshi's story, but it has the same sign of kind of like, you know, 
simpler puzzle, simpler challenges than Yoshi story, uh, as Yoshi story. Whereas Island was really technical. You know, the original yeah. was very technical. Island's amazing. It's yeah, still it's one of the best platformers game. of and all so time. It's like this one is more. Uh, I mean, partially it's maybe the realization that mostly kids will play this franchise based mm-hmm. on the characters and the character design, and so you can't fault them for making it a little bit more accessible or easier. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed the game. It, it it's not the kind of game where you go, I want to I want to go back to it and beat another level. Whereas yeah. like you know a lot of like the Mario games are always like that for me. I, I always want to go back and play one more level. Mm-hmm. Mm, but I thought it I thought it was decent. The squeaky clown show show music's gotta go. Right? No. Like, it's really like I get the point, but it, it's actually annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, props to the, whoever handled the sound design and the music in that they tried to turn sort of what you would find in a child's playroom into a soundtrack, right? Like yeah. every little squeaky toy and and bell and thing, but. Yeah. Uh, you hear those sounds long enough chained together, yeah. they just, it breaks your eardrums. But that's man. where, you know, Yoshi's story had some tracks that were ridiculous, right? They, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But they all like wailing <laughs> with a pop-up book and stuff. And it's ridiculous. I, I want a cover album but now. But you kind of you you have to laugh. But then the next level is like this awesome guitar music. Yep. And yep. like it had a really nice soundtrack. And this one just goes too crazy with the samples. I hope like, you, I hope the compositions are fine. Yeah. I hope uh, they do a better job with yep. Yoshi's Woolly World. I do, I do too. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm wondering where that's going to land on the spectrum between like for kids and for everyone because i think nintendo does a really good job when they make games for everyone like super mario 3d world is something you could probably beat if you're seven right but to go back and collect everything and to beat all the toughest levels in that game like you have to really put in a lot of work Um, not saying a seven-year-old couldn't Woolly World, just because of the art design, just is more interesting because yeah. you get that, like, I wonder what they'll do next factor, right? So yep. time out, though. What about uh, how did you guys feel about Kirby Epic Yarn? I, I wasn't here for that. Were you? That one, did yeah. you like that one despite yeah. it being also very for kids? Super simple. Really... We played that one co-op together. I yeah. played that with my youngest, actually, and we had a lot of fun. And it was just like you kept on playing it and you kept on seeing this kind of, like, this creativity. Yeah. It's, well, uh, yeah. yeah. If, now, I, if, if I had played it alone, maybe I would have not been as interested. I I think okay. I think to to echo what Paris said is that there was this sort of like um, discovery in that game that I didn't really get with Yoshi's. Where uh, in Kirby, it kind of felt like every new every new chapter was to watch them do something inventive with the art style. And Yoshi just it was almost too minimalist for its own good. Like after a few chapters in that game, I, I kind of knew what to expect. Like it was it was it was simple. It was very simplified. Yeah. And that cu- uh, coupled with the music, which was at at times just like three chimes. Mm-hmm. in a row for an entire level and just felt too. like yeah it just felt like something that it felt like uh, something that an, an amateur developer would put on ios frankly okay um, wow wow that's hard. tough talk sorry all right next steel diver subwars did anyone care in this room about steel diver that was the first Be person one right that was the, the submarine the underwater f- uh, sort of free to play they never wanted to use those words but it was absolutely free to play because you download a demo and you can play online with other people if you yeah. wanted more bo- benefits you pay they for. updated that the other day by the way they've been updating it ever since yeah. it's had like four it's or five a, updates it's okay it's not bad i mean inherently it's not bad but we're not think really about dog fights right about it. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 you want the fast. You want the greyhounds. You don't want the fat slow dog. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's the problem with submarine games. I feel like a tactical game with subs, like a strategy war game, all that can be really cool. But when it's about battle, I feel like maybe that's not the best. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually like the, um, I actually like the original game. I thought it was a decent game. The three German submarines, right? Okay. Yeah. Das Boot, just, favorite movie. Gen- yeah, Das Boot. Um, <laughs> it's genetic. 
Um, so I love the I love the look and the sense of using a submarine. I played like GTA submarine stuff and diving and sure. for hours as well. Um, but it was a little. It didn't have enough to do. I I would really love somebody nail so, a submarine game. This is gonna sound like I'm way. making fun, but I didn't this feel like yeah. combat was fluid enough, honestly. And I know that sounds like I'm trying okay. to make fun, but uh, but I'm not. I just felt like the well, slow like, moving aspect of it wasn't. Don't don't do that. Um, the uh, the, the slow-moving aspect of it made me a lot less interested in it, frankly. So I think if you're hell-bent on making a sub-game, right, which it sounds like Nintendo Arcs, and now they've made, they've made two, um, make it about discovery and adventure. Like, give me give me Endless Ocean, where I'm, I'm piloting a submarine, and I'm looking for treasure, and I'm looking for aquatic yeah. life and stuff like that, and, and rare fish and weird skeletons buried underneath. Like, I, I have no interest in shooting down other things incredibly slowly. Yeah. Like, if you want to put me underwater, that's an amazing uh, place to, 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 to traverse, you know? Like, but, but I keep... I'm not doing this on purpose. There was some depth to the combat. <laughs> oh, in that I see you what you did there. Oh, God, no, I'm not, not trying no, to do this man. consciously. I just I want to point out that there are elements of it where you can sort of configure a sub to be either sort of tanky or sort of faster. Like they did have elements that you can configure and sort of build the sub to play the way you want to play. Yep. But at the same time, I'm trying not to land on another one, I swear to God. But um, at the same time, I just didn't find any of it actually interesting. Like, it didn't interest me enough that I wanted to keep trying and keep playing it. And I think that yeah. was a problem. It was very weird for me for a Nintendo game. That's never happened before to me. But, I see, I appreciate games like these. Like, I don't want to have to like every game because I want them to experiment and do some stuff and, and sometimes also fail and even release something and see if there is, like, a smaller audience that will like I that I agree kind of with game. that, but I've like, never seen a game that they put out where I felt that indifferent. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I hear you. I, yeah. I thought it was a, it was an interesting concept, but, like... You know, is that you know? I'm a big racing game fan, and mm-hmm. I won't buy NASCAR ga- games because I'm just not into NASCAR. <gasps> no, right? like, boring. I totally get yeah. that people are into the into the sport and to NASCAR racing really like it, but it's just like sometimes I question like, should we have these types of games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right, what about uh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, which was I really enjoyed that game. You now really it didn't come it, out in March when the timeline when we're at, but I figured since we're talking about the other free sort of demo, I thought that game was fun. This was a, it's just sports may have not been the best choice. Yeah, this was an interesting game to me. I, I thought it had a ton of personality, and I loved I loved the character of Rusty. The writing was great. The writing was great. Rusty's story is is dark. It's weird. Mm-hmm. His wife leaves him, and he needs to sell baseball mini games to feed his kids. That's messed up. <laughs> to me, it felt like he was a character that was trying to get on the train to an Animal Crossing town, and there was a train crash, and he yeah. had to get off and just live somewhere else on his own. Uh, Rusty was a far more interesting uh, free-to-play experiment for Nintendo, but I ran into a major problem with that game, and that is I started it on a cross-country flight which was probably stupid of me because about 45 minutes in, I experienced all the content that I could experience and I couldn't download any more. Yeah, you, can, and you have was, to be connected to the internet in order to take advantage yeah, of Yeah, and to me, like, we're, we're heading to a world where there's internet everywhere, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So to put out a game like that was kind of tough for a handheld because I wanted to, I was ready to put down money and buy more mini games in Rusty, you know? And I did like the idea of haggling. There was a really cool concept to be able to be like, I want to unlock more in this game. It's not just this thing that pops up that says it'll be a dollar. Yeah. It's like a thing that pops up that it goes, you know, what do you want to pay for this? And you're like, well, let me tell you what I want to pay. And he's like, I don't know about that. Well, go go and show me some more skills. Maybe very can, clever. Can I thought that was awesome. Bit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was super clever. I think in our review, though, our reviewer had mentioned that it didn't feel... I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here. 
it didn't feel quite uh, the haggling was imp- sort of superficial. Imp- yeah, he yeah. felt it was superficial in that you know it, who wouldn't try to talk him down? Yeah, like yeah. you know, like it, 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 I don't know. Somewhere in that, it just it felt like it was something that. Ultimately, the gamey aspect of it wasn't fully explored. Maybe yeah. It was his yeah. point. And, and there's, there, I think that was fair criticism to an extent. Actually, what you just brought up, though, unless you have something to add about uh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, is that uh, did you see, I showed you an app this morning Nintendo just put out last night that follows a similar – this is yeah. a free piece of software. So what was the name of it again? It was something like the, the pin uh, store. It was something uh, like that. It was Collectors. Like- Collect badge, uh, yeah, the, yeah. It's it's literally something like the store where you get badges or something. So yeah. un- unlike Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, you can't <laughs> launch it if you're not connected to the web. I yeah. tried to launch it yesterday on the train while I was heading up to to the East Bay. So that's interesting. Would not open up, and the reason it's connected online is because the way it works, it's based on UFO games like the Claw game. Yeah, which are huge in Japan. They are I, huge I was in Japan. side note when I was in Tokyo for the first time this year, I saw uh, a Sega arcade that was full of Claw games. And in one of them, you could win a freeze-dried lobster dinner. Wow. Like you could actually send a claw down, pick up a freeze-dried lobster dinner and go, I guess, add water. And then a lobster (laughs) comes to life. I don't know how that works from there. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So it's based on that mentality. The first five plays when you download it are free. Mm -hmm. And then you can pay 90 yen for five more turns with the claw. Which is like a little under a dollar. Yes. Yeah. Or you can play daily challenges and every time you successfully grab something it gets you a free turn and there are some bonuses involved so you could technically never pay if you just you can never pay but the challenges you get one i think it's one turn a day which means <sighs> if you've used up your challenges and you've used and you've gone for the claw you cannot go back at least it wouldn't work when i tried i have to go back and see if it actually was a full day or not it's always connected to the internet and always checking like the the time and whatnot. And we we are. Uh, it's weird. It's just it's weird. It's the weirdest product I've ever seen them do. Because I haven't told you what the pins do yet. The pins, you use them to decorate the bottom screen of your 3ds. So where it has the, the icons for your games, oh. you put a pin instead. So yeah. it's almost like it's you almost like bragging scene. rights. It's like a little yeah. trophy case yeah. down there. Or you know how you can scroll constantly to the right yeah. and there's space for more icons? You can set up little scenes there for yourself. Oh man. It's so we we weird, are we though. are Nintendo's uh, tiny little microtransactional guinea pigs right now because yeah. they are trying interesting things this, this year especially. Um, they haven't just gone full in and been like you know buy some Mario coins yeah, yeah. for a dollar for a hundred or something. But I feel like all these experiments are a little all over the place. Where yeah. Amiibo we've talked about is thirteen bucks and the fact that it works across multiple games we're satisfied with that that's really cool. Yeah. But then themes cost two dollars, which I'm like, does it really cost two dollars to get? A wallpaper and a soundtrack and yep. some fancy folder icons. Like I don't know. Like I feel that's a little strange. Am I the only one thinking this way? No, no, yeah, no. It, it is a little strange. It feels. I mean, it definitely feels like an experiment. I, I love the concept that they're basically saying, "Hey, you know what would be cool? A really cluttered desktop." Because that's what it is. As that's if what they're it like is. giving mm-hmm. you pins for your your desktop yeah. to like fill up with and build little dioramas or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? No, and there's custom but, backgrounds and things like that you but, can unlock. But you know, as you guys very much know once you have one piece of a set maybe you want more and i think that's what they're banking on we're kind of familiar with that concept it's very funny that you Uh bring that up in fact okay fine so uh then in the uk at least we didn't get this till later this year but professor layton and phoenix Wright, you played a ton oh my god you love that game I just uh, I traveled back and forth between uh, San Francisco and New York a bunch, and it's a it's a four and a half hour flight one way now with good weather, six hours back the other way. Yeah, and like you know that's one charge of my 3ds XL exactly, yep. which uh, made this game perfect for it too. And uh, 
Yeah, I really liked it. I hadn't gotten into it when it first came out. I only played a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. tried it a little bit, played it more. It's, you know, it has all the challenges of a Professor Layton game where, like, you know, you do the kind of hidden object stuff and it's a little formulaic. It's like every, nearly every screen has three hint coins. You kind of know it's always going to be in the golden pot and in the window and, the, mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff. But then it has some really clever puzzles okay. for the Layton uh, portions and then the characters in the Phoenix Wright segments are so freaking outrageous and the thing they do in this game is like so you're on the witness stand right and like somebody tells you something and maybe they say something uh, it, it, you know you have to kind of listen to anything where, where you can object and say wait there's a discrepancy here in this game they actually at one point put like eight or so characters on the witness stand and they're all tiled next to each other and then the first person will say something and then like after that person says something somebody on the right will go oh and, like, you scroll over to that person, you check, you're like, wait, hey, you know, then you question them. They're like, oh, that's not how I remember it. Yeah. And, what? like, it's really cool. Like, they have all these clever little things. The story is crazy. It's about, it's in a world where witches exist and stuff. And, like, they actually burn witches in it. And, like, I mean, there's, there's a resolution so to it. Initially, yeah. it seems like it's really harsh. Like, yeah, you yeah. kill people all the time. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, I, I like it. It's Those games thrive on the crazy characters in the Phoenix Wright portions mm -hmm. and the ridiculous interactions. Okay. Um, I, I dig it. I think it's good. What do we, what do we give it? Uh, 7.8. Yep. Good. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. It has it has the same issues Phoenix Wright always had where, like, you know somebody's lying, but you don't know where to say, hey, hold a second, and where to present the right item. Well, and, you're, and you're punished pretty severely yeah. for getting it wrong. Yeah. Like, you have five strikes with the but judge, and then if you're on the true. last strike, you're in trouble. But they also give you a ton of hint coins now through the latent portion, so, uh. like, you can basically just, you know... Drop in coins the whole time. Yeah, it's not like I, I wish they figured a better better system to let you object at the right time. Yeah, but it's a good game. Okay, I dig it. Uh, did any of us care about Pokemon Battle Trusse? I played it for a little bit. I played a bit. It, it was match sort of match four meets Pokemon. Never, never, big never fan. tried it. Never a big fan of that franchise of the Trusse games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also it. Would, I don't know. It just it felt strange to me that, but I mean, Trose existed before, but yeah. Match Three or Match Four is like yeah. the hot it's, iPhone sort of or iOS thing, tablet thing. Yep. And to see Nintendo put one out themed around Pokemon that then just again shrugged indifference. Who, I don't and know. by the way, I played a ton of Candy Crush, which is you know what moms play still play. I I played a ton of it. It's what? actually a better game than you think. It's like That's the a way good game, yeah. the way it's designed. It's absolutely designed to make you pay. And, like, that pisses me off, and so I try much harder to not pay. And yep. I, I, it's actually, it's completely derivative, but it's smartly designed, and it keeps you going. Where it's Troze, you can kind of drop any time, and it doesn't call back to you. I felt like it didn't have that addictive quality. If Nintendo had done it a little bit more like Candy Crush, where it was more kind of, like, puzzles with more limited, you know, limited pieces that you got, it would have been yep. a better game, I okay. think. Okay. NES Remix 2. Um... Better game than the first that was somehow more forgettable. I don't know what happened there. It had it had a better variety of of, uh, of NES games it was based on, but it just didn't stick with me. I think it was too soon after the first one. Mm -hmm. um, there was some, something happened there where there was some magic loss between the two. And well, there was some unique uniqueness factor. Yes. The uniqueness yeah. factor, I mean, they... It, I think some of the positive changes were like taking away the tutorial video for how to play some of those games. Yeah. It was just the first couple of missions were actually teaching you how to play yeah, those games. Yeah, it was games. like how to jump. But I do wish that it was easier to, in hindsight, I wish it was easier to get into some of the remix stuff because I think the remix part is the most fascinating part that attracts us as mm -hmm. people who grew up with these games. Sure. Versus 
you have to play through all of these Donkey Kong challenges to finally get enough stars or stamps or whatever it was to get, you know, another remix challenge or another set of remix challenges. I just I think they need to get better at getting you to the wacky stuff mm-hmm. rather than just making me play like uh, the best songs of each, you know, the best parts of each game. If you know yeah. what I'm trying to say, like yeah. they feel yeah. different in isolation to me. I, yeah. In hindsight, I just think it was a huge mistake to release the second one so so quickly. Like mm. that game, the original succeeded based on nostalgia factor, and I feel like they didn't even market the first one very well, right? Like it's yeah. these are very much under the radar ga- games, and I think if you ask anyone outside of the the kind of the core fan audience, they're not even going to know this exists. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's a clever concept, and then they're good games. And so, like, they needed to let you... They needed to wait between these games or release a Super NES-based one or something that made it different. So, okay. yeah, I, f- I feel like the second one is completely forgotten. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did also want to point out that... Uh, oh, it was on tip of my tongue when you were bringing up sort of the forgotten aspect of it. Um, oh, let's not overlook the fact that in a year where... We you still had software gaps. Would you still say then that it was a mistake to release the second one so soon? I mean, they needed software. So they absolutely it, needed something. I don't think it fixed anything, though. I, just, yeah, ironically, uh, when yeah. they announced this game, a bunch of people said, why don't you put this on 3DS? And they said, it couldn't run on the 3DS. And then months later, it, it's on the 3DS. And they <laughs> I'm lied. glad you're bringing this up because I know uh, where you're going with this. Because I actually downloaded Ultimate NES Remix uh, for a flight to Toronto for Podcast Beyond the other day. Sorry, guys. I cheated on you. Um, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, but uh, I I thought that that game really lends itself to uh, a handheld. Now, it's overpriced on the 3DS, and you get less content than you do on the Wii U versions of it. It's basically NES Remix 1 and 2 in one package. Um, but they get rid of a lot of the games that you don't really care for, like Clue mm-hmm. Clue Land or, you know... Um, Ice Climbers is a piece of garbage. Sorry, Jose. <laughs> I've given up this fight. I, okay. I have fond memories. But I do think it works well as a handheld game. Like, it's something you can sort of flip the, the 3DS open, try a few challenges, and then close it. And on the Wii U, it, it feels a little more like I have to sit down in front of the TV, grab my Wii U, turn it on, sit down on the couch, play a few levels, and then put it back. And mm-hmm. it, it didn't work as well to me. But on the 3DS, I found myself unlocking all the remix levels like yeah, much faster. Because okay. I would beat something and be like, that wasn't so great. Let me try it again. Yeah. Um, there's that. It, it's it's the perfect sort of mobile game, I would say. Yeah, I um, I, I want to see them pull the remix stuff closer to the forefront when you start those games. That isn't just you're playing just one remix and then you unlock all these console games. I want them to have like a, a like a, a pretty cool set of them because they are the best part of that game to me. You say yeah. NES remix. I'm not there for the NES games. I'm there, for, there for the remix the remix versions of everything because those are really fun. Who knows? Hopefully, 2015 brings Super Nintendo Remix, perhaps sure, GBA Remix, great. perhaps. I would, I would mm-hmm. like them to feel less like they are huge vehicles for the eShop. That's what it's yeah. become too. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally it was feel there like from the beginning. You feel marketed too? Yeah, I feel like that's it. Like they're well, like, you already hey, own you know? those games. But it's also like, I mean, if you play through Super Mario Brothers three and NES Remix, like you've seen, or say Zelda, like the original Legend of Zelda, the first, uh, the first challenge is to get the sword from the old man, and the last challenge is to kill Ganon, and everything in between is sort of like. Like finding where World mm-hmm. Nine is and getting using a flute for the first time, and um, it's all the major sort of pivotal plot beats throughout that game, or even the moments of discovery throughout that game, boil.
boiled down to bite-sized little nuggets. And, and almost I feel tutorialized like to a degree. It feels like a cliff notes for the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And I don't I don't really know why somebody would beat all that and then go and download the original. But I think it can spark some interest, nostalgia. but I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's the nostalgia. Maybe I don't have time to go back to the original Zelda, or I sure. don't want to ever play Klukulan again, but yeah, I'm willing it's, to sit through the cliff notes. You should never play Klukulan. Yeah, I, I think we can confirm that. Yeah. It's a fascinating <laughs> series. I'd like to see them try it for Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and 64. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, let's see what's next. I don't want NES Remix 3 to hit in January with, like, you know, a, a bunch of other games that we haven't played yet. It's be- I mean, again, like, it f- doesn't feel special anymore. Yeah. Like, the first game was a surprise and felt special. And then when you do the same thing again, it's like, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought I th- that was a bummer. I think they were too close. But I do yeah. want to see more from this franchise. Just yeah. maybe not so fast or maybe focus on a different platform. All right. Pump the brakes then. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to close out the rest of the year or try to. We got about six months to go. More when we return. Jose Otero here with Brian Altano, who's rap, putting, rap. quickly putting away his phone. Hey, area. And Fair Schneider. Hello. And we are talking about the year 2013. I almost said 2013. 14. 2014. Nice going with in that. In review. Yeah, sorry about that. Mario Golf World World Tour. I love this game. It was I good. thought this was really, really good. I was actually uh, playing it last night uh, with a good friend of the show. And for the first time in months, mm-hmm. I had put that game down. So let me tell you, my <laughs> when when this game came in the office, we got really hardcore in editorial. I don't know if you guys got looped into it, but like Greg was leading the charge. There was a there was morning tea off every Mitch day. Mitch Dyer was in on it. Mitch um, Dyer was on it. Marty was in on it. Like a lot of us were playing every morning. We always talk about this at the end of the year, but there's there's always like three or four, maybe five or six games a year that really just like. Everyone just sort of get just gravitates. everyone internally in the yeah. building is playing together, um, like a, and, like Nidhog. Yeah, like something that. like Nidhog. Yeah. Smash Brothers does mm-hmm. it every yeah. now and then. Um, uh, Hearthstone had a couple people for a little while, yeah. but Mario Golf was like that was I never would have guessed that. And it was like an hour every morning. Everyone got together in the editorial pit and they played Mario Golf together. Yeah, and it yeah. burned me out because of that. So actually, I stopped playing because we were playing so much. Like I just reached this point where. Uh, also, golf, and I think Greg described it this way once. Golf, you're not really battling your opponents; you're battling yourself. Yeah. You know, it's a lot about like nailing the timing, hitting it right, getting the right tee offs, getting the right shots. And and uh, I just eventually just got frustrated. Like I was like, I need to step away from competing with this because yeah. I, you know, I like to win. Everyone likes to win. So, mm-hmm. um, but that said, picking it up yesterday was so good, man. Like the way mm-hmm. um, the courses to the graphics to the character roster. I like Rosalie the the DLC plan, which people were a little lukewarm on because this was a 
sort of a thirty dollar game in, in at least in the states. It was uh, less priced than it would be. Um, you know, usually three DS games are like thirty five, forty. I want to say, which ma- which makes it sound like a lesser package, but that game had a lot of stuff. Had a in lot it. of oh, yeah. stuff in it, yeah. And then yeah. having like characters like Rosalina and Toadette, and mm-hmm. there was uh, the the gold Mario, gold coin Mario as well. No, really cool. Great courses, great graphics, great game. I have to admit, like I had to make myself play it. So I was what like, was it? You think? Well, it's golf. Yeah, like, uh, you've never been a golf guy. No, I'm Pair, not I rich was, enough. I to was be the a same golf way. Guy. Um, okay. No, it's just like you know, it's like it. It sounds it's a time investment too, right? Like it is a time and investment. And so, like it, it just wasn't the type of game that I, I, I felt motivated to play. And then I started playing it, and again, I played it on an airplane. I'm like, one more, one more, one more, one yeah. more, right? Uh-huh. Like, also, I felt like the the kind of overworld thing was played against the game. Like, I thought the the overworld as a menu was was an issue for me. I didn't yeah. like that at all. I agree with that. And the overworld uh, as a menu with characters that really didn't have the same level of yeah. charm as other games yep. that Nintendo has put out with Overworlds. Like it, the localization was fine, but it wasn't memorable. Yep, but the I mean yeah. the mechanics, the courses, everything, yeah. the v- options, really good game, the the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's it's a really good yeah, game. Yeah, and online tournaments and all that. Yep, sure. I remember we had an online tournament and I tried as hard as I could to to beat Greg cuz he set like 11 under par. Yeah. And I tied him. And I was like, okay, that means I, at least we both get first. And I find out, nope, you get second because he did it first. And I'm uh, like, do you know how hard it Greg, was to Greg get Greg played something like 125 hours of that game. Yeah, Jesus. It was, yeah. immediately. It was yeah, insane. he got all the challenges done. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, cool. Uh, my daughter was making fun of, uh, of me yesterday. She picked up Fire Emblem finally. And she's mm. like, you played 70 hours of this. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, yep. It happened. Wait, does she not like it? No, she loves it now. Oh, that game's she, really good. Yeah, she couldn't get into it at first, but okay. now... Sure. You know. She's getting older. She's yep. getting wiser. Yep. So it's a yep. smart Schneider again. Yeah. All right. Kirby Triple Deluxe. Talk about trying again. Next. <laughs> I can talk about it. My review was not well received, but for a game that had really good production, I felt like I was falling asleep. Yeah, it was game. a totally. I gave it a six. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great or even good. It was a uh, it was a totally middle of the road. God, I, torta. I totally forgot that it yeah. existed. Just now when you said it, I'm like, wait a second, which one is this? Yeah, no, it it did. I mean, it, it was decent. Like it was not. I I know some people really liked it, and there there are obviously some hardcore Kirby fans out there. I like the mechanics of a Kirby game, like the stealing powers and like the Thing. hover, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Um, I I played this. I had fun while playing it. I will say that. Um, but it did not. It did not inspire me either. Mm-hmm. Like I felt similar about about Yoshi as as for yep. this game. Yeah. yeah, there were some cool things. I'm trying to remember, like the background, foreground. The 3D stuff, stuff was awesome. Was really yeah. cool. I loved how they used it in boss fights. How yeah. bosses can like spit things out that would get stuck on the screen, and you'd have to kind of figure out what to do. I actually liked a lot of the mini games, but they ended up spitting those off as their own downloadable yeah. titles. That's um, right. Kirby the, uh, Fighters and uh, the music game. The little like sort of like trinket keychain collecting stuff was pretty cool. But also the actual game cool. itself was, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't even good. It was just existed yeah i would just know? finish a level and i'd be like okay well that's done i wouldn't like yeah. you finish a level in uh in some some games and you feel like wow yeah that was cool yep. i didn't think i was gonna even do that never had that feeling once with with this game and so went back and forth a lot talking about the review and that's where we landed yeah all right well, it's a Ch- six child of light this is a game of the year contender we're doing third parties now well let's include it it's, okay. it's a big game 
I didn't play it on Wii U. I thought it was really charming. Loved the presentation. Loved the concept of like a parent playing with a child, like the mm-hmm. kind of uh, asymmetrical multiplayer stuff, mm-hmm. like the the guiding hand mm-hmm. light thing. Um, I I liked it. I thought it was a really cool game. Okay. Yeah. It's not. I I was not again. Like it's another game where I wasn't completely blown away by the actual game, um, but like the presentation and just kind of like the characters and the charm of it really elevated yeah. the it. The art was also yeah. really cool. Yeah. Using the UB art engine to do something else. Yeah. Did you play or I played it for a few hours. Yeah. Did I mean, I've talked you? about this in our game of the year video stuff, but you know, it's it didn't it didn't really grab me. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is a shame because I I was I'm looking to get back into. Uh, sort of like middle commitment RPGs stuff that doesn't take me 80 hours but you know it it's just it I'm I'm glad it exists I think that art engine's fantastic I love the Rayman games um, okay but yeah I'll I'll get back to it eventually Mario Kart 8 we love I, it. I cannot say enough I've good things about this game I've played that one before yeah no I, yeah. I like that game a lot excellent um, excellent game this week. yeah I was jumping online uh like I jumped online with my daughter. We were playing multiplayer online and like completely smoked everybody for like 10 races in a row. I'm like, what is going on? Like, are all the good people gone? Because uh-huh. I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. I got first, second the entire time. And then suddenly, like, the 5,000 points and up guys showed yeah. up in our rooms. Like, oh, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. yeah uh, probably, probably the most beautiful game Nintendo's ever made. Um, okay. and, and easily the best Mario Kart. Uh, aside from battle mode, which will forever perpetually bum me out that it was so incredibly bad. Uh, everything else in that game was excellent, down to the DLC strategy, which so far has been so good. Like, mm-hmm. to, to come back to that game a few months after it came out for just a few bucks and, and, and play two new cups with a bunch of new characters, I mean, it was awesome. Very mm-hmm. awesome. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's that's one of their crowning achievements this generation, probably of all it's, time. It's still, and, like, you boot it up, and it's so good-looking. Yeah. Like, some of the stages, just like, you know, Wario's mind, the mind level yesterday played yeah. that one. It's like, it just looks so good, you know? That's and you've a seen these stages DLC. before. That's that's a remade stage. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it looks really, really nice. Okay. The, the Zero-G stuff was excellent. The underwater stuff was really uh, uh, handled well. The, just the, the, and we've talked about it, but, like... The, the little character interactions that happen while you're racing, the little yeah. details like that, you know, the, the flicker of, yep. of, of, you know, somebody's mustache and you look at uh, the, the, the Luigi death, death stare. stare, like a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I love that. There's so subtle and it's, it's really beautiful. So. Yeah, and, and like, I mean, the, the only thing that was a bummer to me personally was the, the nerf battle mode. Yeah. You know, because I've been playing video games for a long time and so I've so many fond memories of playing battle mode with my friends and to see it relegated to turning around on a straight line on a course yeah. and, and battling each other just didn't sit I'm restraining myself from saying it wasn't ever that good but yeah, I'm going to keep going look it <laughs> completely <laughs> depends on how you experience sure, your old yeah. Mario Kart I agree I played mostly two player GP and battle mode okay. those were the two modes that, that I loved and Me so too. whenever they're they're messed up or they're left out of one of the subsequent games I was disappointed and in this one everything is so strong and that one was completely wasted especially with online god it could have been so good (laughs) yeah i I don't i still don't understand how that slipped by okay 
Tamadachi Life, which I cared about probably the most, I think, in the in the office. No, I got really into that game, too, if you, you even want to call it a game. Yeah, okay. I really enjoyed Tamadachi okay, Life. Even, and then, I, I was surprised to hear you say that. Uh, I remember, too, a couple, uh, like a month after the review or something, it came up in conversation. You're like, that's not a game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That well, totally is a game. so I remember when you were first telling me about it, I'm like, this sounds really fascinating, but very stupid, and the name is terrible. But it actually ended up selling pretty well, and it reached a lot of people. Um, Tamadachi Life wasn't... It, no one ever planned for that game to be something that stays in your 3DS for a long time. There's very little to return to after you've done sort of the cycle of everything there. But uh, what I do, it is one of my most m- memorable games this year because it was in, it was very surreal. Because it t- like there was a time during that game where uh, like Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg were getting married. And and Mario went to the beach crying to stop to try to break them up. Like that's just a weird little thing that happened in my game. But that's you know, what like, is worth coming back to. It's not the day to day churn of what can I do. It's what happened between my friends today. Like yeah. that's really the hook. It's not Animal Crossing. It's more of a progression path of how does my village look. This is more how did how are people interacting with each other and what do they want to say or what do I want them to say. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, I it don't was know, I really like funny. It's, it's a very different, very. It was, it was probably one of the funniest I, games of the year. I I dropped off really fast. Mm-hmm. Like it just yeah. did not hold my interest. I lo- I loved the concept of it. Like it initially reminded me of Little Computer People, this classic Atari game. Yeah, like, and the voices. David Crane made it, and yeah. like you know, I, so I loved the concept of like taking real world characters and then seeing like what happens in this ant farm. It's just like I've I felt like it was a bit tedious. Like I. Just couldn't like I couldn't get into it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That was Did one. Even though Animal Crossing, I played a ton of. Right. So what's the difference then? Is it that Animal Crossing? Because both and of them Animal take Crossing a very is tedious too. Yeah, but they take a very hands-off approach to the tedium. They don't really tell you what to do. You just run off and do what you want to do. Really. Yeah. What do you want to develop, and what parts of it do you want to kind of own? Yeah, I just, like, it didn't, you know, I I saw the value of the game as being kind of like a schoolyard game where you're like, hee-hee, look, that guy is making out with that guy, right? Like, it's like to PewDiePie. You brought that up. I remember that time. And so I think the concept itself is brilliant. There just wasn't this hook that made me go back again and again. Side note, Pear, they didn't let that guy make out with that guy in that game. That was a big controversy. controversy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That happened. All right, lightning round. (laughs) We're going to go quick, all right, because uh, we're getting closer to the stuff we've more recently talked about, and I definitely don't Mm want to spend too much longer on that. Uh, Have we talked about Thousand One Spikes? No, I can. I love that game. Okay, go for it. Yeah, that was, uh, man, brutally difficult platforming game. Just Mm -hmm. (laughs) as the name suggests. Oh, my God. Just like throw your controller angry uh, it, it's one of those games where it's each stage is just really full of surprise, and uh, you're in this little eight bit Indiana Jones guy, and you've got to run around, and hop over spikes, and and uh, enemies, and uh, all sorts of little traps and tricks. And just as you think you're at the end, every single time something swings out of somewhere and kills you, and you your your character blows up. Like I think you thought you start that game with a thousand and one lives. And you run out of them very quickly. Like, wow. And before you realize that's even happening, you go, oh, man, I died 800 times playing this game. Okay. Uh, so it's weird to sort of quantify that. Uh, I, I thought it was – it's it's fun if you're looking for, like, a, a cool, very difficult little platforming game to play over the break. Give it a shot. Okay. Shovel Knight. God. Good game. Might be my game of the year. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah easily. Um, Shovel Knight was – Bars low with this one. No, I'm kidding. Hey, that's mean. That's mean. I love no, that game. Sho- I'm Shovel Knight was excellent. <laughs> I feel like it. Whereas uh, Thousand and One Spikes capitalized on the difficulty of old eight bit games, um, Shovel Knight sort of embraced the joy of being able to defeat them and accomplish things in them. Shovel Knight is a game that would exist if we never made any. If if 
if the NES just lived forever, we would be getting games like Shovel Knight now, and it would be like the perfect way of sort of meshing together things like Mega Man and and uh, DuckTales and, you know. Even... It's a great nostalgia trip. My one criticism, which made this may seem like harsh criticism, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with it anyway, is uh, I feel like within the first hour I've seen almost everything that that has to offer. And I, I might be wrong, but I feel like the nostalgia trip sort of petered out a little early for me, but I still loved it. See, I didn't finish it. Yeah. I didn't feel compelled to finish it. I, I didn't happened. feel that way. Actually, I finished it and I went and finished it again on a, on and a most difficult Most people I know did level. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why it didn't grab me that way. It really stuck with me. And part of it was because there was, you know, hundreds of little nods. And they were subtle to things in, mm-hmm. in the games I grew up playing. It wasn't like um, the way Guacamelee was just like, check out all these memes. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was just sort of just like, hey, this kind of looks like the airship from Mario 3. But it's its own level, so enjoy. Hey, hey that's kind of like the Pogo Hop from DuckTales. But he does it his own way, so enjoy. Hey, that's kind of like the Overworld in Zelda 2, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it was so charming. I mean, like, just the concept of, like, having that shovel. Yeah. And, like, at first it's, like, this joke that the knight has a shovel instead of a sword. And then you see all the uses of the shovel and how it's, like, implemented. It's a really good game. It is. It's, like, it's definitely a throwback to classic games, but it's also better in a lot of ways. Like, it's just, like, nails... A lot of a lot of things where classic games fail. Yeah, you know? totally. Well, like really good uh, sort of Japanese design games. The shovel, mm-hmm. every idea with the shovel is pre thought out, and you're finding new things to do with it at least along the way. Yeah, which I thought was really. Cool. I thought it was really funny too. Yep. It was really well written. Um, just a beautiful game. Excellent okay. pixel art. Okay, so briefly, Guacamelee Super Champion Super Turbo Championship Edition, really cool. If you haven't played Guacamelee, it is yeah, a platformer, a... really tough combat style platformer. Uh, some of the platforming challenges are really tough, but if you feel super rewarded, when it's you actually it's make got them. it's got Metroidvania aspects, you know, very much like a two yeah. D Metroid, yeah, yep. with up. with with a much stronger emphasis on. Very hardcore platforming and times. crazy characters. Yeah, and yeah. crazy Absolutely characters. Yep. theme and yeah, great boss fights, awesome yeah. art style. Yeah. Um, cool yeah, homages some, to other games too. Yeah, yeah, some of the platforming in that game gets like insane, uh-huh. like really like palm sweating, difficult. Like it's 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 really fun and it's and, really uh, it's it's a good challenging and, game. And it's got the light world, dark world concept from yeah. A Link to the Past, but in like the two D kind of yep. side scroller plane. Yep, yep. So where you have to like switch at a pivotal time. time yeah, and, mid yeah. platforming even. It's so good. Yeah, yeah right. love that game. Cool. Uh, Wii Sports Club. Do we care to get Wii Sports a second time? Um, they're still good. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that it oddly resonated in my household. Like we yeah. we go back and play bowling every now and then. Still. Okay. Um, what about, it, it works well. What about your kids? Did they hang on to Wii Sports? No. They'd been there already, right? Yeah, I yeah, know. They, They've been in Minecraft for like hundreds of hours. That yeah, but a it's different. different. Story. Yeah, they're no, creating I mean, they're, something. They're yeah. great casual, like casual games. And whenever you start them up, you realize why the Wii was such a success. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's it like you know. It wasn't fresh and new again. I wasn't crazy about a lot of the new stuff they tried, like the putting the game pad on the floor to pretend you're playing golf, yeah. or like the uh, the catcher's mitt uh, hold the game. So wait, pad you weren't one of the people that when they showed Wii U for the first time was like, ooh, everyone no, in was, the room, ooh. Oh no, I was like, that. I don't want to put that expensive thing on the floor okay. and then step on it and have okay. a few drinks. Just double checking the consistency, the track record here. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when that happened, I thought, wow, that there could be some good ideas there. But I mean, again, golf doesn't really fascinated me mm-hmm. but yeah i mean bowling's great you can play online like i thought the way they piecemealed out the sports was kind of interesting being able to rent sports for a weekend mm-hmm. or a day or whatever it was or just buy them outright it's pretty cool instead okay. of buying the whole package 
Cool. Uh, Azure Striker. Oh, and they also experimented with some of the free-to-play stuff we were talking about earlier. Yep. Where like you, you know, when you download it, you have a free pass for 24 hours or something, and then you can buy a weekend pass or something for a reduced price. Yep. All right. Um, the Azure Striker Gun Vault I thought was really cool. Uh, the sort of the side-scrolling action game, a reminder of both Mega Man and Mega Man Zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Love the soundtrack. Love the art, especially. Uh, I actually had more fun with uh, Mighty Gun Vault, which I was, was the little yeah. sort of bonus game they did for that. They did an yeah. 8-bit remake, kind of. But it was yeah. kind of its own thing, too. But they're too. doing DLC for that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been adding to it. And it was it was cute. It was very, um, like, you know, kind of Mega Man 3 or 4-ish. Um, and I, I liked that. That, that was fun. I, that was a cool sort of package to put out a 16-bit kind of throwback-inspired Super Nintendo uh, game in, in Azure Striker and then the NES remake version. So, yeah, okay. it was cool. Cool. Smash Brothers 3DS. Heard awesome. of it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, loved Just, it. There's not much more to be said there. Really good first outing for a portable version of Smash. Didn't think it was going to come off as well as it did. Good. It actually came across good really game. well. No, it, it it works, but it's like when I when I have the choice, I will always play the Wii U version. You yeah, know, it's I like there is a that. difference between that communal experience in front of a screen mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, but at least locally, you yeah. know, with four people, you don't have to have a TV set up. People, like, oh, sure, yeah, let's do this here. Really let's cool to finally have right this now. franchise on a handheld. Yep. It's uh, yeah, Bayonetta two. I thought was amazing. Yep, okay. um, definitely really good sequel, and also really ironed out a lot of the problems I thought the first game had. Fantasy Life, which we have not talked enough about on this podcast. I was hoping to have a little more discussion on. I have not played it at all. So it is a very deep RPG, but the first hour puts you to sleep. That's where I That's the warning for people. If you're listening to this, oh, by the way, if you're a huge fan and you're saying, well, the first hour is there to teach you tutorial, that's fine. But it wasn't quite as engaging or as fun. It was a lot of go see this person, go talk to that person, go come back and do this thing. A lot of just fetching and sending you around. But once all that passes and you Mm -hmm. actually get into the meat of the class you pick, the job you pick, so good. Like, really? cannot stress enough how good it comes together. I have some cross-country flights coming up. I, I might revisit that one. Yeah. I would, it I would recommend it. Yeah, it's a very, I heard, very I've heard good really game. good things once you actually get out in the world, but it's like, it's got that sort of Twilight Princess syndrome where they just don't let you leave that town yeah. for mm-hmm. the first hour. No, trust me. Uh, there's a couple of folks in the office who they've been raving about that game, but they admit the first 45 minutes, you're just like, why? Yeah. Why? Did Bravely Default come out this year, too? In our territory, in yes. The West, right? In the yeah, in yeah, Europe, right. it was out in December. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was Shant- another good game. Yeah, Shantae and the Pirates Curse, also a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shantae series, if you haven't kept up, really super cool series by Way Forward. Definitely recommended. Uh, our review was an eight point five. Great, awesome game. Um, just. You know, it, it follows that series strength. It has sort of that Metroid quality where you're going between islands and finding different powers and using them to get to other hidden areas. Um, and it's great sprite work. I think WayForward does some of the best sprite work, you know, yeah. possible. It's coming to Wii U. Yeah, I think they're releasing it around Christmas. Yeah, you're right. Somewhere. yeah. you're right. You're nice. right. Cool. Sonic Boom. Did anybody play that oh, God, here? No. I didn't. No. Okay. I, I well, tried I with going. the last sonic game like no it just looked cool and then i was really disappointed with it okay like it's a bummer i really want that franchise to be good again when they announced that game and they showed the art style of like all the characters wrapped in duct tape and (laughs) everyone got mad i said very loudly that that will be the least of this game's problems (laughs) once it's out and you know you know it turned out it it, apparently you can beat the game very quickly because there was or i don't know if they patched it but there was a glitch where if you paused while knuckles jumped you could basically (laughs) just Fly through the literally fly through right. the entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not interested in those games. Okay, we already 
Oh no! It's uh, like Sonic games have their fans, right? Like yep. if you're uh, if you're sticking Battered with wives. it. Mm, but it's this one. No, this one. I feel like you really have to be a super fan mm-hmm. to love it. I have it. a nephew who's a huge Sonic fan. Yep. I don't know how Did to. Did you like it this one? Him. He said he read that it wasn't good. I haven't checked if he okay. actually bought it. I hope he didn't. But he, my my nephew is also very contrarian. He yep. loves to be the opposite okay. opinion. Oh, 13-year-olds, I swear. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Pokemon, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, we've talked about recently, so we're going to skip that. Smash Wii U, same case. One game I do want to talk about, Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth. So good. Really? So, so good. Like, I am, I was in shock at how good that game is. Wow. Um, I've well, never so, seen it because they shocked. sitting there with the, the 3DS like, and <gasps> No, it happened. So I really like the Persona series, but I never, I have to openly admit, I never finished them. I put dumped yeah. in like 50 or 60 hours. They're great games, tons of content, tons of, there's always a social sort of aspect to it, mm-hmm. plus RPG combat. This game, for the most part, removes the social element because the storyline, it's a crossover game between Persona 3 and Persona 4, and they're trapped in an alternate dimension. It's very Saturday morning kids cartoon yeah, yeah. stuff, but the characters are super funny and and super memorable and written to the style that you remember them. Like, they're very faithful to where they come from. Yeah. And I really enjoy the character interactions in Persona. They're just very Japanese and weird, but also funny and fun. And you almost wonder what they're going to say next. That said, though, the one mistake of Persona Q is that it leans a lot of the story on two sort of generic style characters they create for this game. Uh-huh. And they're just very boring. It's like the silent you know, helper hero boy and the wacky little girl that's his friend. And I didn't find that that interesting, but the combat and map specifically, because this is a dungeon crawler where you are drawing the map out on your touch screen and you are sort of labeling, this is a shortcut. There's a huge, there, you know, there's a pond here. I can't go around this. Mm-hmm. There's secret on this part of the map or there are these, uh, these sort of glowing zones that when you step in them, you can find rewards. But sometimes when you're digging for rewards, a monster will come out. Like there are little things like that that you'll label. And when you're exploring each floor of the labyrinth, you want to go back to those places to try and see what you get this time. Because the rewards, you take them back to this lady. She turns them into weapons and armor. And you get cooler stuff. Mm. It's really good. I am also super OCD. And this completely scratches that I want to map out the entire thing and get 100% on the map. Because yeah. there's a reward for that. Um, at least, like, for example, on the first floor, there is a chest you can't open until you get 100% of the map explored. That means you walked on every tile, essentially. So you want to make sure that you've actually gotten all that figured out. Sounds a little tedious, but I really like it. It's still random battle. Um, combat's really good. It's not quite as aggressive as uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Have mm-hmm. you guys ever played those? Yeah, yeah. Those games are brutal. Like, the AI is like, oh, you're weak to lightning, and then it just sends every attack <laughs> at you that's lightning. This game's a bit more forgiving, but okay. you can also use those those weaknesses to get the jump sure. on enemies. Can't recommend it enough. I think if that's you cool. like RPGs, you should check this thing out. Did you out. pick up the crazy, wasn't there a special edition? Oh, that, was, that wasn't in the U.S., was it? Mm, there was a special edition. Yeah. I didn't buy it, but I was disappointed to find out this is a $50 game. Uh-huh. Even if it comes with tarot cards, I don't care. $50 for a portable game seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not feel wrong. I mean, it has a ton of content. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say Persona games and talking to Megan, she was in there for like 60 hours in that game. Um, So it has a ton of content, but I'm really surprised at the price. It feels like a lot. Hmm. I have to be honest. And I'm not a, a person who usually harps on price. But when I took it to the register and the lady told me, 54 something, please. I was like... Oh, yeah. All it has is tarot cards. Oh, extra. What am I paying for? <laughs> it's weird. 
All right, uh, Captain Toad. We've talked about, but you haven't really talked about. Do you oh, have I love the game. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Very okay. charming. I was blown away by some of the some of the puzzles. Uh, you know, like where especially where, where you're turning parts of the house. Those mm-hmm. were really cool. You know, like when you have like the ghost house and you're using the touch screen to turn portions of the level. Like the mechanics they built were super clever. Yeah. And then anytime you split Captain Toad into multiples, like the way they balance the levels for the multiple characters and use that to unlock uh, un- unlock the the exit or, or find the find the uh, crystal. Yeah. Stuff. Those those levels super smart. Were, those levels were really really well designed. They totally messed with my head yeah. just trying to figure out how they were constructed. Uh, there was something very sort of tangible about everything mm-hmm. that game that I really enjoyed. It felt like somebody actually constructed a puzzle out of like wood and, and cloth and then put textures over it. Like they, it, everything felt like sort of like it could have been built in real life. Um, obviously yeah, it couldn't exactly. have because they, then they covered it in like Goombas. And, and, <laughs> and usually like with, you know, with games, I usually finish a level and move on to the next one. And then later I may come back and try to like hundred percent a level or something in this, in this game, I'd finish a level. I'm like, Oh crap, I only got two. go back in, do the level again. I actually try to, you know, as I'm playing through the game, I'm not completely done yet. If I'm, as I'm playing through the game, I'm trying to get hundred percent on each level and, and do it that way. And then, okay. you know, it's got cool bonus levels too, based on the, mm-hmm. you know, based on the older games. And I was worried whether the bonus levels could work like the bonus levels from Mario World could be its standalone game but it's got a ton of charm yeah they all work mm-hmm. yeah okay it's cute I really want Captain Toad as a as a Smash Brothers character without the ability to jump it's gonna be awesome <laughs> that's gonna end mm-hmm. well all right um uh, so I think we should end there um and what I want to say is that we should when we come back next year look at sort of the cursory overhead glance then look at all the news look at all the sort of yeah. advances Nintendo made and let's talk a little bit about that in terms of you know did they have some progress or did they also take a few? Like, how did Nintendo do in 2013 as a whole? I don't know. Oh, yeah. 2014. I keep saying 13. What the hell is going on? Um, as a whole, uh, I don't. I feel like one podcast can't contain that discussion. No. So when we come back next year, let's, let's do that. Take some time over the break, study, see what we come up with. And also, take a chill pill and relax. We got a break coming, man. This is awesome. Well, it's a good time to catch up on some of the games. I mean, yeah. as we're talking through this... I think we all realize, hey, there are a couple of games that we haven't yeah. beaten, that we haven't played to the fullest. Sure. And obviously, we got a, sl- a full slate of games on other platforms to play, too. Yep. Just to catch up with what's going on out there in, in, in gaming. But, um, yeah, Persona, for example, I'm, uh, I'd be stoked to play that, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. So, uh, thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat for the year of 2014. Aww. That it's was a good really, year. Yeah. Best year. Yeah, possibly. I know our numbers went up a lot this year. I was yeah, very impressed. Thank you guys yeah, so had, much for listening. We had a lot of growth, and we owe a lot of that to you guys. As much as you know, we try to make this show cool, you're the reason that we keep doing it. So thank you, and we hope you have a very happy holiday if you celebrate that. And if this is just another regular day at work mm-hmm. for you, we still send you thank you and gratitude that's and appreciation right. and all that. Um, but that said, I'm really looking forward to the break. Me too. Yeah. I'm tired. I just want to relax and play games. Me, Me too. too. Yeah. yeah. In the Target parking lot. In the Target. Parking yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> yeah, let, let's keep I'm this, <laughs> this uh, text thread we have going. We'll keep updating it while you're in New York and yep. I'm going to Seattle and you're staying here. But we'll be all over the place. Yep. Sounds good. Awesome. So thank you again for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we're not going to be around for a couple of weeks. Probably not until the week after January 5th. I want to say the, maybe the week after because I can't promise the first week of second week of January or first full week of January we're going to have a show. 
that said, though, you can catch up on older episodes on iTunes or by visiting IGN. We also have a ton of content for you here from features, videos. Even though we're going to be, some of us will be on break during the holidays, there's going to be a lot of content on the site, including Game of the Year voting, which you can participate in as well. So make sure you come on down. Uh, and lastly, if you like the show or have feedback, you can email us at mvc at IGN.com or you can go on over to iTunes, leave us a show review. Let us know what you think. Um, And once again, you know, happy holidays. Thank you for listening. We are grateful. I am grateful. And let's share some Twitter handles. You can find Pear at... Pear IGN. You can find Brian at... Agent Bizzle. And myself, Jose underscore Otero. Uh, Thanks again for listening. We will see you in 2015. It's going to be here. It's going to be great. Fantastic. I'm going to try some new stuff. Thank you again. Happy New Year and all that. Word. Wahoo! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.